Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin is not just a place, it's a people. Very good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy's Super Value GEA podcast on wearecalvin.com. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over a signature victory for the Calvin ladies, a wonderfully entertaining game down in Bombay on Saturday afternoon where Calvin ladies got the better of Armagh in the highest scoring one-point victory in the history of ladies' senior inter-county championship. Um, I suppose Paul Fitzpatrick joining me here as always. Uh, you know, we said last week on the podcast, you know, the girls need a signature victory. They needed a a, a, a big, big win and a big scalp, and and that was a big scalp at senior championship level. They, they got the better of Armagh finally. Unbelievable, Damien. I I couldn't believe it because I rang you at half time and you were telling me um, there were three points down, but they were the better team, and you were saying like they were winning a lot of the battles. Probably weren't just wasn't just reflected on the scoreboard, and then I, I saw I think on Twitter that there were ten or eleven points down, and I was like, God, oh, Jesus! And next thing you know, I, I checked back, and they're after winning the game. Absolutely fantastic! You have to take your hat off to them. The manner that they came back and won the game, it sounded like one of the one of those games that you're never going to forget. Yeah, definitely, definitely never going to forget. It, it, it was it was such a strange game because for me. They were they were well the better team in the first half, but Amy Mackin and Blaine Mackin, two fabulous talents as footballers, they they you know manufactured goals out of next to nothing for Armada to to put them in the lead at, at half time, and you knew rightly like the team talk was going to be written you know right girls we've got to get a good start after half time we've got to we've got to come out here and, and exert our dominance because we're a better team here and you know it 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 wouldn't have taken a huge amount of of uh, of thinking to put the the half time team talk together but when it went so horribly wrong with the three goals straight after half time you're kind of saying to yourself oh my god like this is just you know it it it's not it's not the type of game you're going to be able to turn around you're not going to be able to get yourself back into it but while in the first half, the catalyst was, I thought, a very good move. Don English working the centre half forward position, like you, you you want you want in the modern game. Your wing forwards are going to always be having to track back, and they're going to be vacating the half forward line. But when they do leave it, it leaves space. But you need a centre half forward as well to run those lines over and back to side from one side of the field to the other. Don English done it absolutely brilliant. I, I think while only scoring maybe one point in in the game. Her influence over the game was 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 masterful because she kept on winning ball every time Cavan won ball in their own defence. They had an outlet; it was constantly there. She won ball, broke a line, got it inside to one of the two Ashleens or to Ashleen Gilson and come and run off the shoulder. And you know that that was that was where Cavan were dominating in the first half. Was was Don English was in such control. Ashley Maguire in 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 phenomenal form in front of the goal, um, finishing with one. Was it one nine or one eight? I can't just remember. It was one eight. Yeah. One eight. Phenomenal finishing. Um, but in the, like, so if if in the first half and and in the first half it was Donna that that was leading it with Ashley Maguire doing the finishing, Ashley Shorten, Ashley Gilson jumping in. In the second half, it it was, I suppose, an unlikely source that that led it. When you're eleven points down and you need a score, Kira Finnegan jumped up, young girl, Lauren McVitie picked up the ball put her head down and said, I'm going for a goal. It reminded me of Larry Riley. You know, I'm just driving through here. Nobody's going to stop me and stuck it with the left foot into the bottom corner. And the young girls really drove the, 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 the older girls forward in the second half at, at that crucial juncture, which for me was a telling, um, I suppose, or, or a wonderful thing to see for, for young girls to be able to say, well, listen, in the face of adversity, I'm going to, I'm going to show you what I'm made of here. So, it was. Uh, it's great to see that, and and it bodes well for the future when it's the young girls that are leading the comeback. Well, it does because probably uh, Cavan ladies football followers have been waiting for these young players to come through because they can come through a little bit quicker in ladies football than they do in men's. 
and you can see that sometimes you see it's common enough to see a minor playing for example which is very very rare in, mm. in men's senior football but it's great that they're starting to come through now like I, I wouldn't cover as much ladies football as you do but I, I saw Loretto playing a good few times there in the last couple of years and Lauren McFeely was on a few of those teams and she was absolutely brilliant like she mm. was brilliant and you talk about leadership qualities like I've seen her coming up with, with goals in the handful of games I've seen she's come up with big scores at the right time she's coming up with goals she's got a brilliant left foot I saw her in the in the the county final last year for for Crusoe against Lorgan and like she was leading the charge there in the first half I think she might have got three points she's just a fantastic talent um, Kira Finnegan as well I saw her playing in the intermediate final against uh, Kiligary possibly a year or two ago and she was she was fantastic and I also saw her there in the current final last year and she's a great ball carrier mm. she's got a brilliant engine obviously she's a brilliant all-rounder she's great at camogie as well like fantastic players absolutely brilliant and again crush it all they'll come and power in men's and ladies football yeah definitely because the third person that that in the second half really stood up and dominated was another crush law girl Nessa Board absolutely lord in midfield like I think she could have won, if not three, definitely two Armagh kickouts in a row at that crucial stage when, when Cavan were humming and, and, and closing that 11-point deficit that they had to close down. She was winning them. She got one of the scores. She just controlled the middle of the field for a good 15-minute spell. In You know, when when Armagh were trying to avoid her with the kickouts, she still managed to get there. So she was a, a, another crucial all lady that... that Stood up when the chips were down, and again, what Nessa board is she twenty one, twenty two, maybe? Yeah, like they're they're mostly a young team. Like there's a, there's experience there, the likes of Sinead Green, Don English, um, obviously Ashley Maguire, or formerly Ashley Doonan, for anyone who's wondering where yeah. is this amazing player come out of? She just got married, but I mean Ashley Doonan is a, a pleasure to watch, absolute pleasure to watch. I actually remember seeing her years and years ago. Um, playing underage football against the boys in Red Hills. I think my brother was playing and she was the best player um, for Tempeport. She was absolutely classic. But your brother was better. <laughs> I know he wasn't. <laughs> he definitely wasn't. Ashley ran rings around. <laughs> Ashley was far better than then and there. But uh, yeah. she was always abs- an absolutely brilliant natural footballer. Like, and just skill set is out of this world. I remember in, in college... Um, I was friendly with a few UCD uh, ladies, ladies players, and I asked them about her. she was playing with UCD, and they were saying her skill level is off the charts. Like mm. she done a a pull back solo dummy, executed absolutely. Oh, she's brilliant at that one. It was just you know because she sells the the you know the defender. She sells them. I'm going to shoot here so brilliantly. She has it to within a, a half an inch of actually pulling the trigger and kicking the ball. And then pulls back really quick. It, it's a, it's a skill that that very few men can can execute as well as Ashlyn. There was Ashton a great, there was a great one last again. Who was it that did it in one of the games? It was going around on, on Twitter. Um, oh, I would tell you, it was Brian Hurley from Cork. He 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 dummied one of the Dublin defenders and left him on his face right. and cut in and put it over with the left. That's right. That was like, a great one. Uh, dummy solo is just a joy to behold. Yeah, well, come here. Speaking of dummy solos, I caught up with Ashley Maguire after the game. Here with Ashley Maguire after a, a wonderful victory. I suppose on your home ground, if you don't score 1-8 that day, you, you, you'll not score it anywhere, but a, a brilliant display by Calvin. Yeah, it was brilliant. I know you say 1-8, but I know it was a penalty and a couple of frees, which were won by the other girls. So it's nice to be able to put them over um, after all their hard work. Uh, look, I think for any spectator that was there today, it was a great showed heart. I think we were down at 7, 10 points maybe even one time. 11? Okay, God. And we still come back, like, which is great to see young girls coming into the panel as well and showing that great like you know a lot of people put their heads down and we just pushed on because we know we have it in us we just need to bring it out there was some character 20 minutes to go 11 points down and the goals they were really hurting because they were against the run of play but the the, the belief in the in the girls really shone through yeah I think it's like they were probably against the run of play like and and fair play to I think it was both Mackens like unbelievable goals like pulled them out of nothing really Um, but I think we just kept kept our cool and composure kept it simple and running through like and that's really where you've seen girls stepping up like uh, Kira Finnegan Ashton Gilson and you know they're young girls and they've really stepped up and pushed on Laura McVitie turning over the ball two three times uh, Neve Keenan making a block over at the wing like those were things that nearly lifted us and nearly were as good as a point all those little things in play yeah coming in at half time 
being behind, having played a vast majority of, of, of the football in the first half, what was said at half time? To, to be honest, like we knew ourselves, like we're adults now at this stage, but we knew, like, you know, we were disappointed. We played a lot of good football, but yet we were still two points down. So we knew the first 10 minutes were crucial, and unfortunately, they went and banged in a couple of goals. So we were, we were climbing from the start, but we were playing good football. We just we just knew it would come, and thank God uh, the game ran out that, that we could push on. Yeah, puts you in a good position now. You've Cork next weekend. You can go into that really with no massive pressure on. The pressure's on Armagh have to beat Cork to stay in this competition. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, and we'll relish going and playing Cork. Like, you know what I mean? They're they're top class. Um, and like, we'll enjoy after the back of that last week. We'll enjoy last week. So we'll look forward to the challenge. Like, we have a lot to learn of that game too. Like, there's no point like kicking on and, and don't learn anything. So we'll tighten things up over this week in training and look forward to meeting Cork. Yeah, well, look at well done, Ashton. Congratulations. A hell of an entertaining game. The, uh, like, 1 8 any day is, is phenomenal. The penalty, extremely well struck. I've seen it up on, on social media. Um, she, she, Cavan seemed to change tact that it used to be. Right, we'll have one of the Ashlings, Ashlyn Shorten or Ashley Maguire, out the field, as in out on the 40, and the other on the inside. And against Armad, they decided to put the two of them on the inside. It was, it was a double threat because Ashlyn Shorten is a brilliant ball winner, and when she gets a ball, she's direct. It's J.O. style. She's going for goal, and she's so hard to stop, very strong, very pacey, that it gave them... It gave them a double threat on the inside that you have the point scorer in Ashton Maguire, you have the goal threat constantly there, and the Armagh full back line did not like it. Yeah, that's like on paper anyway, uh, that sounds like a winning combination because they're totally different players. Um, but the power of Ashton Sheridan is, is amazing. Like, but you can see it um, with caught the eye of the Aussie scouts. Mm, yeah. Um, because she 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 just goes as you say, like Jay would remind you of Jason Riley in in his prime. She just goes for goal and. Uh, when you when you have someone like Ashley doing a play and offer, so if, if Ashley Ashley Sheridan can make a few yards, pop it out to Dune and onto the left foot, that's going over the bar. Yeah. Like it's a winning combination, and you'd hope now. The thing is, Armagh are probably good enough to get something against Cork. Like Armagh yeah. are, are are a good side, and and obviously gave Donegal a good game in the Ulster final there recently as well. But you'd hope now the way it's set up, at Cavan have got to be favourites to go through there. And the, the wear in the quarter final, like I heard you saying on the interview that that. Uh, it's a force, but I think they were in the quarterfinal under Conor right. Barry. That's right, 2016. Yeah, they, they drew, they were level at half time with Cork that day. That's right. And then the Cork ran away with it in the second half, but yeah. you'd like to think that that they've grown since that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, coach with the Cavan ladies is is um, Brian Donahue, former Cavan footballer, and I got up with him after the game. Joined by Cavan coach Brian Donahue after I'm going to use it again a signature victory here a victory that these girls have long deserved but maybe it's eluded them Absolutely uh, Damien yeah uh, signature is definitely the word I would use today look we're delighted um, I suppose at, at 11 down after half time it didn't look likely but we, we, we kept calm we threw the kitchen sink at them and we got the runners through on the, on the three quarter line and slowly we chipped away once the first goal went in then we got a penalty and that was expertly executed but um, overall very very content today and really looking forward now to Cork in uh, seven days yeah, you, you mentioned that first goal by Lauren McVitie young I suppose no fear in her at all she had one thing on her mind when she got that ball yeah look at absolutely and uh, Lauren and four or five hundred minors have, have joined our squad in the last few weeks and, and they've totally revitalised it you know the numbers have come up the quality has come up they have the energy they have the speed and um, Lauren came in played centre half forward in the second half and look she's a very bright future but uh, overall very very delighted and very pleased. Yeah, the work rate of the girls, particularly I suppose in the first half, because it, it, it was in the first half that the foundation had to be laid and Cavan were well the better team, despite going in at half point time two points down, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Look at uh, the the Mackin penalty miss now was a let off, it could have stretched the gap. But I were funny I said at them at half time we were we were we were a couple of points down, two, three down, we're two down, but we needed to cut the gap soon after half time. Yet in our first three plays they they, they all landed short to the keeper's hand. So you're thinking then that you know it's not going to be 
be our day. But look at Damien, 60 minutes is a long, long time. And in fairness to that group, they really, really stuck at it. And, you know, we have uh, we have four or five, you know, really outstanding leaders who just demand the ball. You know, the Greens, the, the Donnas, you know, the NASA board, a mighty second half. So really pleased overall. Absolutely delighted. Yeah, the, you mentioned NASA board in the middle of the field. A very, uh, there, there was a run of kickouts from our ma. NASA board just seemed to dominate. She did, yeah. Out here under the stand in the second half, she she, 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 she competed in the air and then when it went to ground, she had the heart, she had the physicality and, and no little skill. You know, she came up with possession and I think, you know, look at uh, Ashley Maguire probably shot the lights out. I have no idea how many points she scored but one, eight. Uh, one goal and eight points. Yeah, look, it's phenomenal scoring and she has done it for so, so long for Cavan and I'm absolutely delighted for her and for Rachel and Greeny that they're here in Stadio de Templeport as I call it. Um, <laughs> they have, you know, it's re- I'm sure tonight it's going to mean a lot for, for people of West Cavan because those three in particular have been, you know, long, long servants and especially Ashley, you know, she's been a, a dinger. Now that they've got that signature victory, the, the one that's eluded them for so long, do you think it might just free them up, maybe take the pressure off them going into the court game? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, uh, you hit the nail on the head there, Damien, take the pressure off, absolutely. Look at Cork, or Cork have won multiple All-Irelands, but their team is in transition a little bit too and we're going to head to Cusick Park uh, in, in Mullingar next Saturday, really looking forward to, to really uh, a really open game of football, hopefully, where we can express ourselves and we have a lot of good footballers in this panel and a lot more that others wouldn't have heard of just yet so we're building we're building and but look at the, 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 the senior men have built and built and built but the time to do it is now not next year not the, not in two years time you need to deliver now and if we can um, kick on now hopefully we, we'll get into a quarter final and you never know after that yeah, well, the care delivered today Brian well done Brian one of the, the, the busiest men in, in, in football he's coaching Balanya he coached Ballin Lock last year you know, coach the Cavan ladies. He's he's very very active and, and and quickly making a name for himself. Yeah, well, big wins like that do a lot for his CV. To be fair, yeah, um, like that's that was the sign of a team that's well coached. Definitely was, definitely was. Um, after the game, I caught up with the Cavan manager James Daly. Same with Cavan manager James Daly after, I suppose, a signature win by Cavan here in, in Bombay. What a performance. Yeah, fabulous. And we've spoken to Damien all year that this team needed a big win to really, to, to you know, to get a bit of an identity about themselves and push on. The, the talent in this team, you know, is is top door. Okay. And, um, you know, for us getting in here today, we needed a big win, okay, to, to establish ourselves in the championship. And we got it. We had hard work of it. We should have been, we were going in at half time with about three minutes to go in half time. We were three up. Okay. And we we ended up getting in at half time three down. Mm. And then we come out in the second half and Armagh blitzed us with, with, you know, good movement. Then you have to give them credit. Okay. And uh, one or two mistakes by us. Next thing you know, we're down 11 with about 20, 22 minutes to go. And and if we weren't in the game, Damien, to start off the second half, we, we came in and we were leggy and we were at slow pace and everything else about it. But we came out in the second. Whenever that happened, it's like we, we brought we brought young Lauren uh, McVeady on. Okay? And we all, like Lauren, Lauren's a fabulous young talent. And we're really looking forward to getting her and a few more of these minor girls into this panel over the next couple of weeks. And... Um, like you know, she was she was a catalyst, okay. And then of course you've got the you've got the you've got the two Ashlands, Doonan and Sheridan inside, you know. And we had everybody, Don English, uh, like NASA board, everybody, st- all of a sudden got three inches taller, okay. Uh, whenever we got that first goal, and then we got the penalty right after that, and we clawed it back, and we went from eleven down. And it's, look at it's typical ladies football too, you know. What I mean, those sort of scores can happen. We went from eleven down to three up. And then Armagh come back and get a goal. You know what I mean? And again, it was a mistake by us that they, they got the goal. But it was a, it was a fabulous, fabulous performance. Yeah, when you, when you look at it, I suppose character is is the one thing that stands true. Being 11 down with 20 minutes left and, and managing to turn that, you know, a 14-point turnaround in the following nine minutes was, was just something you could never write about. But in, in the first half in particular, you you seem to leave Don English onto the half-forward line with the two Ashens on the inside. And, and Don is supply and work great. And, and it, an outlet coming out with the ball was massive. Yeah, and, and, and Damien, it was working. It was working, it was working fine. Keir Finnegan on one side, Gilly on the other side, you know what I mean? And it, it, it was working. But the, the, the problem was that we were getting caught on the transition uh, by, by Armagh a few times. And we're too, you know, these are things that we're going to have to learn. We're going to have to be a wee bit more cynical and maybe we need to get Mickey Harden here to teach a few of those cynical <laughs> fouls, you know what I mean? But the thing is, we need to, you know, if we recognise we recognize a fast break, we've got to stop somebody in that fast break, okay? And we might take up a tick or whatever. We need to be 
be able to establish ourselves so we can get everybody back behind the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you know when you've got players like Doonan and, and, and you know Ash Sheridan and Mona Sheridan and, and Donna English and Sinead Green and, and Fit, I could name them. You know what I mean? These are top quality players. Okay, and you never, never is that game going to be over. You know, and look at it, it's 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 brilliant. It's brilliant for them girls. Them girls are buzzing in there today. It'll give them a great chance now of, of the All Ireland quarter final, which is unprecedented for for the Calvin girls. So it's it's a it's a wonderful opportunity. Just if you don't mind, can we speak briefly yeah. about the fact that you were you were in the stand or behind the goals, weren't along the line? Um, at the eleventh hour, you end up with a with a with a suspension for something that occurred during the Donegal game. Yeah, but fifth, uh, halfway through the, the, the Donegal game, there was a situation with the Lanes woman, and uh, we we were standing right there, and we seen she she gave a lane ball against us um, that that resulted in, in them kicking a point. And yeah, and I, I was I was out of order. I shouted up the lane. Uh, that's your score, Lanes woman. But the Lanes woman actually accused me of saying something else, a lot more derogatory. And 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 we took it to Ulster, and Ulster Ulster suspended me. But we took it to Crow Park this week, and Crow Park uh, listened because we had audio and video, and they put on the audio and the video, and they said, "Look at this, this is this is fabrication. Uh, we're going to release you from your uh, from your suspension." But uh, we heard you saying. Uh, that's your score lines woman and they decided to suspend me for four weeks uh, like I just think it's, I think it's wrong um, if you want to suspend me that's fair but this day it took them 10 days it took Ulster 10 days to set up the first meeting so they in fact started the suspension from from the Ulster meeting so I'm missing today and I'm missing in court but it doesn't matter okay because we have we have you know we have a great management team with Brian Eamon and, and Fergal okay and you know the game as you know yourself a lot of the stuff's done before you go on okay whenever you're on the game Whenever you're in the in, in the pit, there there's a few changes to be made, and we 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 chatted about that, and we made sure those things were all done, you know. But it's 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 tough, you know. You're you're it was a tough couple of weeks because you take a slap in the face for somebody to say something that you said, okay. And luckily, the the video camera was was right behind me in the game, and he could hear every single word I said during the game, and I did not say what the lanes woman said, and. I'm just, I'm just disappointed, you know. It's something that maybe needs looking at that you're, you were accused of something and then eventually kind of convicted of something different. Yeah, I was convicted, convicted of to- something totally different, and it's, it's kind of like they always want to back their referees and their officials and so on. And that's fair enough, you know what I mean. And like, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm always innocent. Definitely not. Okay, but it's, it's nearly a case of, um, you know, ah, you know, it's, it, 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 it's, it's. We didn't get you for this for nothing, okay? You might have said something somewhere else or something. And like, and, like, and one of our one of our backroom team that day was was actually booked and, and put outside the wire um, for for saying something, and nothing nothing came off that. But me that said something that was there was neither there was neither bad language or anything involved, and, and I got suspension. So is is it a perception of James Daly, or or is there is it a name maybe that that has been built up? Look, I don't know. Um, the Lanes woman actually admitted that she she admitted that she'd been warned she's going to have to keep an eye on me along the side lane. So, you know that that shouldn't have happened either. And and um, like I if that had said to me the other day, okay, you're going to get four weeks, but you'll be able to go on the, on the side lane against um, Armagh and Sarda. I would have said that's not good enough. I'll, I'll take me four weeks, even though I don't agree with you, and I still don't agree with you. Yeah, I shouldn't have said what I said. That's your score, Lanes woman. But it's it's neither it's neither derogatory or or it's not bad language or nothing. But look, the bigger story here is uh, we beat Armagh, okay, yeah. and we're into the hopefully okay. We've we've a, we've one foot in the quarterfinals now. Hopefully, we can go and finish the job. Well done, James. Thank you. Thank you. Suppose look at uh, obviously he's a, he's a Cavan man when he's when he's managing Cavan, beating Armagh, a team he used to manage in the past. I wonder how how big of a a big of a role was that you know his his Armagh um, blood in in deciding that well look we're going to put the two Ashtons inside did he did he exploit a weakness there did he did he get his matchups right because it looked like all over the field Cavan where although it was a one point win they were probably a six seven point a better team. Yeah, I suppose when you when you have Amy and Blind Mac in there, you probably have to be better by six or seven to win by one because yeah. Especially Amy Mackin, like she's practically unmarkable at times. Like you were telling me how well Gavin were doing on her, Rachel Duna was marking her, and then yet yeah, she still got three goals. Like that's, that's just and like, but that's no reflection on the player that was marking her. She's just amazing talent. Um, 
best ladies footballer I've seen, but I haven't seen Jerry McLaughlin in the flesh. By all accounts, she's well, she's very she's different gravy as well. Do you know it's funny? I, I was just thinking, and when when you when you mentioned the two of them, and they are you know names that that automatically come off the tongue when you talk about the best in the country at at ladies football, especially in the forward division. But Lauren McVitie has the potential to get there to do something like that. Now she's a long way off it. She's going to have to spend hours and hours and hours becoming as good as they have become. But I, I, I could only imagine that when Amy Mackin and when um, McLaughlin and, and even Cora Staunt and players like that, when they were starting off as 16, 17, 18 year olds, that the standard wasn't as high as it is now, you know, but it'll just be interesting yeah. to see because I think you, you've, you've made the point in the past in order to go and, and, and be the top, be the very best in, in Gaelic football, you need an absolute superstar. You need somebody who is the, the constant go-to. And while Ashley Maguire or Ashley Shorten is, is probably there, you know, they're, they're the leading scorers, maybe to go another level, maybe to go up into that that Mackin or, or, or McLaughlin or Staunton era, you know, Cavan might need that to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a marquee forward is absolutely worth the weight in gold in men's football, but I think in ladies even more so. Mm. Um, you can see that like some of the tallies that these these players get, um, these top handful of players in the country, like Sinead Aaron from Dublin is another. They're yeah. they're higher than what the, the top men's players can get. It's just incredible tallies, like regularly getting hat tricks and things in big games. It's yeah. mental stuff, but you know it's it's amazing. It's just amazing for Calvin. It'll give them an unbelievable. Um, confidence boost now as well and it gives that affirmation like you do need that and that's something that the men's team have, have lacked a bit over the last few years you do need a big win like you know from managing mm. uh, what a big win does you, it, players turn around and go hold on this manager knows what he's at, what he's at and we are actually good and you know you, you just need it. It, it it's vital otherwise there's always going to be doubt um, yeah, look, great win. I suppose we'll we'll talk briefly about his his suspension, but we'll not go into too much detail because we're waiting on more information um, on it from from the the ladies board. But um, you know, it's it's it, it is difficult when your manager is up on the up on the side or not on the sideline, up in the stand, or or in this case, he was behind the goals. It makes it makes it slightly different. But as saying to him there. Look, at, or as he said there, sorry, a lot of the work is done. You know, it's it's about the girls going out and doing it at that stage anyway. So, it it maybe didn't have that big of an influence. Yeah, like I'd imagine Kevin having exhausted all avenues on that, so he better not comment too much on on the ins and outs of it. Only to say that that he's vehemently denies um, saying anything disparaging to the lineswoman, um, and. He says that the video evidence proves him proves him right. Whereas they they given him a suspension, according to James there for for saying um, that's your scoreline, someone. Which I don't think should there shouldn't be a suspension for. That. I think that's pretty tame. Like yeah. if that was the case, there'd be in there'd be nobody left. <laughs> for yeah. There'd definitely be no supporters left in the place. Yeah. But uh, and it, and and, it, and I was at that game, and while I could say, look at James was extremely vocal along the line. I didn't think he was abusive, you know, and Maxi um, Curran, or is it Maxi Curran? Is the Donegal manager? He, he, you know, he he was probably equally as as vocal along the line. So, you know, why pick out one then? If if they're going to listen to the video and 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 offer a suspension for something that was said by one, then then suspend everybody who said something wrong. Mm, you know. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I think I think that's very harsh, but um, yeah, well, it didn't do Kevin any harm. Sometimes it sometimes a change is as good as a rest. Well, maybe it can be a rally cry too. Yeah, true. You yeah. know, let let's rally in behind and 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 our our victim of a manager here. Yeah. You know, some, sometimes it can help. It, it definitely can. But um, yeah, so look at Kevin. They're taking on Cork this Saturday at quarter to four in Mullingar. Um, you know, big ask, Paul, but it's a great opportunity to go out and test against one of the best. Oh, yeah. It's a hell of an opportunity. And the pressure's off a wee bit now. Like, yeah. They can go out and play with, with confidence. They've got their win against Armagh, which you'd be hoping takes, means that they've won, as he said himself, they've won foot in the quarterfinals. So they can play with, with, with a little bit of freedom now and go out and show how good they are. And 
you never know another scalp would be unbelievable yeah and, and the important <coughs> thing is for them like again it, it I, we, we always mirror it we always compare it with, with the men but after that win now it's important regardless of the result that the performance is well we're not too far off Cork or we're better than Cork you can't have uh, an absolute trimming for, for two reasons it'll knock your confidence going into the, the, the quarter final and the other reason being then that Cork know well listen we've, we've absolutely annihilated Cavan and if it comes down to a score difference you know the Armagh game doesn't mean that much to us if, if we lost we're still going through so th- there's still a lot to play yeah, for that's it's not point, one of these yeah. free games that's a good point yeah I know there is Yeah, you, you couldn't go out and get hockey because it could fall asunder very easily yeah no you're, you're right Kevin there is, a, there is um, a lot to play for but there's not as much pressure on as there was against Armagh no there isn't there isn't so best of luck to the ladies on Saturday Brady's Arva Limited Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049-43-3011. We're going to move on now to the All-County Football League, uh, which took place, the final games in it, last weekend. And um, we, we'll, we'll actually just go through, I suppose, the predictions started the year, Paul. You, you predicted in Division 1 anyway, you predicted we'll, we'll, we'll give you one last horn at this one, that the top five would be Crushlock, Avangills, Ramor, Castle, Rahan and, and Gauna and the top five were as predicted. So um Massive well shared. done. Is, is the big surprise though that, that Crush a lot didn't make the top four? Yeah, but yeah, it is a surprise to me, but um You'd have thought Gauna, Cavan Gill's below Yeah, best on my Ramor. on my controversial uh, off season rankings, but um Crush a lot have so many players involved in county senior and under 20 panels like they played a few games there um, with practically their junior team like they yeah. had they were missing something like 12 between yeah. yeah, like they had a lot of fellas on the 40 even for Cavan that weren't that weren't always getting on the 26 uh, yeah not centre half forward now but yeah. on the panel of 40 <laughs> yeah yeah um, so that, that explains that like but it's yeah. a, it's a, I think I think they are the five top teams Lavi have got to be in the mix there as well based on championship performances in the last couple of years even though they're in division 2 but again they were missing a lot of players in the middle part of the league, but you could see them finishing strongly at the weekend yeah. um, in the league. You can, you, I think we'll see Lavi will be a force again in this senior championship to come. I can't wait for championship. <laughs> I just cannot wait. Isn't is this so? Crushlaw at one stage on Sunday were leading Rammer while Cavan Gales were being beaten up in Kingscourt, and a win there for Crushlaw would have put them ahead of Cavan Gales into the semi-final spot um, you know, had the had Dara McVitie they'd have won that game wouldn't they? You'd have to imagine they would have yeah you'd have to imagine they would have but it sounded like it sounded like they needed a late point to, to get a draw from Conor Rahill yeah. but um, they're probably not that annoyed I know I was talking to one manager of a team that's in the semis um, I won't say who it was over the weekend and, and, and he could do without it yeah, they, weren't, they weren't that bothered about it really like, they're maybe an extra game a semi-final fair enough but they're they're happy enough with how their league has gone all those all those top teams I'd say the same is probably the case for the Gales even though the Gales probably um, they probably wouldn't mind getting the trophy they're at the win in the reserve they probably wouldn't mind uh, winning that because they haven't been in the winners enclosure as much by their standards in the last couple of years like they lost the league final and they won the championship two years ago but last year's championship and the one before the one before they mm. won it, um, it was group stages and quarter final. So 
that's not by the Gales standards by any other standards that's very good but the Gales set themselves a very high standard and that the Gales at the weekend were beaten by Kingscourt and had a, a relatively strong team out like <coughs> another two Murrays were missing and uh, Barry Fortune as well but you had Paul Graham back you had Luke Fortune back you had Paul um, Shani Johnson Martin Dunn you know, Paul O'Connor came on, got Paul a goal. Paul O'Connor came on, scored a goal. So, you know, it, it was by no means a weakened, well, not a substantially weakened Gales team. No, well, there it's it's just probably shows where the Gales are at at the minute that they're still very big championship contenders, but they no longer can just beat teams. Um, kind of once the cat they see the Calvin Gales jersey, they can have a five point head start. Yeah, that, that's gone. That that day is gone, and they don't have the strength. Even though they won the reserve championship, they don't have the strength and depth that they had. Like I remember, I, I always reference Mickey Ling saying that the panel he was involved in a couple of years ago uh, was the best Gales panel he'd been involved in. I don't. I never uh, agreed with with him, even though he know more about them than me. I never agreed with that because. There was a time where they had county on the twenty ones and county senior panelists not on making their starting team. team. Yeah, mm. um, that's not the case anymore. So missing a few players, take fortune out of it, and maybe one or two. They probably they're right back to the level of the Kingscourt. So Kingscourt would never fear the Gales, but um, this is a Kingscourt team in transition. Yeah, yeah. The um, the, the the bottom end of the table, Mullahorn obviously relegated. Um, I suppose just showing that you you can't you can't lose a massive massive bunch of players and expect to expect to be competitive. I think one of the games, I think it was a Killigarry game. There was after twenty nine that togged out. And this sounds like me making excuses, but changing personnel after twenty nine that togged out for the intermediate final last year, only four togged out against Killigarry or were available to start against Killigarry. So you're. Just a, a massive turn around. Yeah, I saw the team sheet at the weekend, and I thought I, I thought I knew everyone in the Mullahorn panel, and there was four or five names that I didn't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, fellas I never heard of, and I, I've covered Mullahorn a good bit, so it shows that th- that there is a big turnover there. Ah, there is, there is, and and, and look, at it, it's unfortunate. And sometimes that happens when you when you come up from winning a championship an intermediate. Sometimes there's a, there's a lull. You know, it's a. It, it's oh geez yeah well, that was great we'll we'll take it easy for this year and we'll go at it next year but what you what you forget is that you're rising up in standard and and you, you, what you've done to win an intermediate won't win or won't hold its own at senior you know what what uh, if you don't mind me asking what's the goal from Mullahorn now it's we oh, sure, it's survival at senior now. yeah you know in senior championship you you've got to survive that's the important part so a, a very difficult start with the. Table toppers in, in, in Division 1, Rammer in the first round against the bottom of the table, but you've got to go out and find out where you're at, what level what level you're going to be going to be able to compete at. But it's, um, yeah, look, it's it's a difficult ask, but hopefully the, the Mullerhorn spirit comes out in championship anyway. Um, Lacking against Lara in the relegation playoff. Um, Lacking and Lara both picking up victories at the weekend and Killigarry picking up a vital one as well, which kept them out of, the relegation playoff. They, they did very well after a poor start to the league. Yeah, they, they did very well. Uh, it sort of improved. We we were we were talking about it on the podcast. They were improving as the games went on. Slowly started to pick up po- uh, points here and there, and that's they'll be very happy with that going into championship. Yeah, uh, Lara the same. They did. They got off to a very poor start, but they made a very good fist of it, staying up, and they've given themselves a decent chance. It's probably a fifty-fifty game now. With um, Lacken. With Lacken. Um, so Lara would have taken that after probably five rounds to to have one shot at saving their status. They are getting fellas back as well. They had a horrendous in their injury list, mm. um, but they're starting to get lads back. Lacken just aren't aren't themselves at the minute in this league. Um, but I have a feeling like Lacken might might up a lot in the championship. You know, the last few years we've seen Lacken torn in brilliant leagues, and. And the championship maybe sort of weren't as good. They peaked a little bit early, even though they had decent championships, like getting the quarterfinals and losing quarterfinal replays a couple of times in the last couple of years. Yeah, I still think that that maybe maybe uh, Kieran O'Reilly is, is, wants them to peak later in the summer. We know he's got championship pedigree, obviously. Yeah, um, he's a good manager. So it'll it'll be just interesting to see. And I suppose you're bringing back in, you know, Buck Kiernan and and Thomas Galligan and. James Galligan and Ray Galligan, you know, you can't underestimate the influence that them four players are going to have on that team. Ah, oh, it's it's huge. Like 
like it's funny that probably like his three best players are the three three big men around the middle and then the full forward like so they're abs- it's absolutely huge it's massive yeah um, I'm not going to put you into a, a prediction call at the bottom end but I am at the top end the semi-finals that are taking place tonight it's Rammer against Calvin Gales and Castellan against Gauna who do you think will come through? Rammer and the Gales I'm calling it now there could be fireworks in that game yeah I'm going to it all right. Can't wait. <laughs> Bring your gum shield. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, uh, yeah, there's a bit of bad blood with those teams in the last couple of years. And well, especially over the the league game uh, where you, you caused controversy. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I hate the Gales. <laughs> they dominated my thoughts. Um, yeah, no, I, I think there, there could be a little bit of uh, law being laid down by both teams there tonight. Who's refereeing that one? Um, who was refereeing that one? Uh, I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to pull it up for you. Okay, yeah. No, I, I, Who'll win it? <sighs> or the referee? Well, if you want to go to Castle Rahan, I'll, I'll... Castle Rahan against... Castle Rahan against, against Gauna. Gauna. Ha- oh, Barry Mc- McMenamin is uh, refereeing Castle Rahan Gauna and Joe McQuillan is on the Gales Rammer. Okay. So Joe will put manners on it. Yeah, just men- mention briefly, um, kick of the week has to go to the Nalakbride goalkeeper. Uh uh, <laughs> it was like something from if I had a video of this it would have definitely gone viral so just when you mentioned Joe McQuillan sorry this is just an aside here All right, okay. Joe, Joe refereed the the, the not bright killing care game and he refed it very well um, but he should have sent off the not bright goalkeeper he gave him a black card but from my eyes it was a blatant re- straight red so Kieran Sexton came running through it was a very dramatic game actually Kieran Sexton came running through and he never should have been let through now, Bride struggled when Kilcare ran at them, and, and Kilcare good at that. Yeah, oh, he is. He is. Uh, it's, sorry, was it Kieran or Damien? It was Kieran Sexton. I think. No, it was Damien. Damien, sorry, sorry. it Damien. was Damien Sexton. I was talking to one of them. Yeah, yeah, but and like, no, again, good at it. Kilcare have that that sort of pace anyway. Yeah, but he never should have been let get through where he did. He was in the right corner, and he managed to run a couple of fellas, and he came running in along the end line, and there was someone in the centre. It might have been Kieran Cusick or someone calling for the ball, and. Now, he was marked, but you could see what he was thinking. I'll carry it as far as I can. If I can get a shot away, great. If not, I'll try and slip it off. And as he approached the goal, it's the goalkeeper met him with a boot and, and upended him. Oh, you see? And uh, <laughs> Joe McQuillan c- came in and he gave a, a black card. Wow. So there was a long delay. Like, I'm talking, there must have been a four-minute delay. Um, possibly Joe was using the opportunity to let the fellas take on water I know some of the refs were doing that over the weekend yeah. but uh, people in, the, in the, the stands started to get restless and they were shouting come on Joe get it going again and uh, which he did but when he did I was standing there with, with a couple of people and I said uh, they're going to bring on Larry and goals I said as a joke on comes Larry in goals <laughs> first thing he faces is the penalty saves it now it was a poor penalty from Darren Smith but Larry saved it came out with the ball so Straight away, I was like, okay, this is going to be box office stuff. I was watching Larry. Every chance he got, he was out the field. Yeah. So he was, at one stage, he came up to the half-forward line and won a free. I heard and that. I was thinking to myself, if Larry's going to get a ball here and beat a man and get a score. I want it. He was mad for it, but it just, he didn't get the opportunity. But he did very well. He went short with a lot of kickouts, and uh, it, was a, it was a very entertaining game of football now, I have to say. Yeah, well... Um, Anyway, you just you mentioned McQuillan, I said I'd tell you that. Good stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll get to Division 2 in a wee bit, but Rammer, Rammer and Cavan Gales, who's going to win it? Joe McQuillan refereeing. Uh, I, I, I think the Gales, I think the Gales might win it tonight, mm. but it's going to be, it's going to be a hard one to call. It's hard to know who, what the line-outs are. It's, um, it's almost, it's, it's, it's almost an important one, you know, as in, the Gales, the Gales, the year that Rammer won the championship. I know a few Gales players were saying, "Well, they wouldn't have won it if they hadn't beat us." We can always beat Rammer. Yeah. So the Gales have it in their head that that Rammer's just a team that we beat, mm. and that's why maybe the game in the league will have will have hurt the Gales boys. So I think Gales are going to come full blooded for this one. I think this is going to be a, a significant game for the end of it for the for the championship because. It's setting down a marker, you know. It's 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 putting the if Rammer were to beat Cavan Gales, that that'll wobble Cavan Gales' preparation for championship quite significantly. I think. Yeah, absolutely. But like you saw the Gales losing the league final to Castle Rahan, um last year. Was it last year? No, two, 
Oh, sorry, last year. Yeah. Last year's league final. And it, it wrecked them going into the championship. Yeah. They, were, they were, hadn't lost a game in 18 months and suddenly they couldn't buy a win. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, they definitely won't want to repeat that. I have a feeling that that this will be really important for the Gales tonight. Even though I ranked Rammer above the Gales at, at the start of the league, I'm, I'm going to go with the Gales to shade this one tonight. Right, Gauna, Castleran. It's in Mullahorn at quarter to eight. I'm going to give Garner the nod there. Yeah, I think so. I, I, think, I think they'll put more weight on it. Yeah, I think so, yeah. You know that's, that's a, they'd like to play that game in Mullahorn. That's close enough to a home game. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it, it, I I th- I think if if Gowan are to make the step, you know, uh, and, and go and, and be a senior team, I think a league win often is the is the starting process of that. If you think back, even Castle and I know they, they they won it last year, but they they had won it they had won it before. Um, you know, Calvin Gales even they won a league before they won a championship with with that great team of of Chesty and Co. Yeah. So, but now won a league and then went on and won another club. Yeah. Like it, and a senior. Yeah. It, 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 I, I think it is a nucleus, and I think Gowna might need to tick that box if they're going to do it. I think they'll put more weight on it than Castlerahan. So you know, Castlerahan will be looking and saying, right, well. We've got to make sure everybody's right for championship at this stage. It's not the most important thing to retain the league. So I think you, you could be right on that one. Um, the final of that will take place this weekend as well. So should be full of entertainment. Moving on to Division 2 um, and Killing Care with the automatic promotion spot. It, 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 I can't overstate this. Like, Paddy Bates has done a hell of a job there because that's back-to-back promotions. A junior final. I think I've seen... He's lost six games out of 38 in his term with Killing Care. She's nothing wrong with that. Something like that. And it might even be less. It's, it's up on Twitter. I think it's, it was his son put it up. But phenomenal record there in fairness to him. Yeah. I'll, they're, they're playing slightly differently to the were last year. In that last year, they seemed to be just running through goals and goals. But I suppose that was Division 3. Um, they're still playing attacking football. Mostly going man for man. Um, was very impressive what I saw from him last week we talked about Noah McGovern wasn't there he's back yeah. he was talked out on Sunday he'll, he'll be an addition when he gets some, some training under his belt Paul Brady from Castoran's a good addition to them there just gives them a good physical presence around the middle um, and you can see both those lads starting when it comes to it they've got they've got good firepower um, up front like Emma Fitzsimons is a, is a leader and a good free taker um, Peter McCabe Pace, directness, can score. Uh, same with Sexton. Uh, Kieran Cusick is is another addition to them. He's a good ball winner and he's pretty direct as well. And he's lightning fast. People like he's he's another pacey little low centre of gravity. Yeah, sort he's of big player. To be strong lad though. Yeah, but he's he's a first cousin of. Is it Sheehan from from Kerry? His mother. Right? His mother was a, a Kerry woman. I think it's Brian Sheehan. Oh, right. From, uh, uh, so there's pedigree there. Oh, Jesus, yeah, there is. Um, another player that, that's an addition to them, um, Niall Patterson at wing back. Yeah, yeah. Did, Physically did, very strong. Did pretty well on Sunday too. Um, but the, the man I I think, that, and Louis Fay Cooper had an unbelievable game on Sunday, especially the second half. He The ball was going to him, he was like a magnet. Everywhere he went, the ball seemed to just come into his hands. He was fantastic. There was there was a big chance for an upright at a crucial stage of the game where Louis came out of nowhere with a block, which probably was the winning of the game. Right. It definitely if a goal out of went in, that was it. Lights out. But it was a brilliant block. But the man I think it makes him take is Jason McMahon. Like you, you'd know him better than anyone, Damien. But he just he just runs and runs and runs. He's back in his own defence. He's up front. He's getting scores. Like his his kicking the ball is very good. He's just a link man that'll get you scores. That's with a fantastic engine. Yeah, and that's that's the big plus. There's very few in the county will run with Jason McLaughlin or Jason McMahon. Jason McMahon yeah, like, I, I believe it. Yeah, he, he got he, three points in play on Sunday in a in a pretty tight game. Like mm. like there was only a couple of points in it until the last. I think the last two scores of the game were a goal and a point for for Killing Care. So it was a very tight game up to that, and like his three points were were basically the basically the winning of it. Yeah, it it I can't. I can't uh, overstate how happy I am for for them going up because I know how hard these boys work. You mm. know, they're, they're not found wanting for effort at any point. And there's it's a good lot of senior standard players there, like like Liam McCabe probably deserves to mention there as well. Centre yeah. half, his brother Kevin, midfield. 
like there's lots of good players in that killing care team like and they've persevered with it they've kept most of their panel together like so I'd like to see them getting the reward in the championship but that's not to say nobody, nobody deserves to win anything you have to go out and make it happen and there's we're going to be previewing the junior championship later and yeah. there's, some, there's some great teams in that junior championship this year yeah just if, if you are interested in the upcoming junior championship or even if you're not it, it, myself and Paul are going to rank our our junior championship teams um, on a diehards podcast over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan um, the, the playoff then for promotion comes down to Baileyborough and Ballyhays Ballyhays beat Cornerfane at the weekend Baileyborough lost out to Lavi which was the, the, the exactly as predicted on the podcast last week that uh, that Lavi needed to come with you know getting themselves ready for championship and with everybody available they were they were going to be strong still a close enough game but um, Ballyhays or or Baileyborough to go up well I suppose firstly Ballyhays on them change of manager very early before a ball was kicked in the league and you think that this is going to throw their season into turmoil and they've they've managed to steady the ship and, and finish on the same points as Killing Care with nine wins and two losses, two draws. So uh, a, a good job by Aidan Waters. Uh, excellent job, excellent job. Like they're, they're missing quite a few players there. Like yeah. like they're missing a few of the defenders. And where they were short was defenders. Um, like you've Mark Brennan and Shane Briarty in, in Australia and um, several other players missing on that team. And they've had injuries, like David Brady's picked up a, an injury and yeah. Park Moore has, has had a lot of injuries. I think I think he actually might be in the States at the minute. Right. I'm not 100% Could on that. It. He didn't play the weekend anyway. Um, Kevin Tierney had a lot of injuries. So fantastic going by, by Ballyhead. You have to hand it to Aidan Waters. Yeah. And Which, likewise, I suppose, Baileyborough reaching the promotion playoff spot wouldn't have called that at the start of the year, but Michael O'Rourke and, and Co deserve credit there. Yeah, but they they have been building; they've been getting a wee bit better every year yeah. for the last few years. Like in fairness to them, um, but they don't. In the previous few years, it was consistency. They could go out and beat Lavi, but then lose to a a, a much lesser team, and yeah. you never knew what you were coming yeah, with. Yeah, they're, they're consistent this year, and they're yeah. pull, they're pulling together. Like you can definitely see that with them. Um, and what they've got is is a couple of forwards. They've obviously got a great free taker there, but you've Reece Lark is in f- fantastic form. Like yeah. Every week the reports come into the cell, he's getting one four, one five, six points, stuff like that. Um, I think he got another one three or one four the weekend, even in defeat. Um, like that sort of pace and finishing ability is crucial on any team. So um, they're going to be there thereabouts in the intermediate championship yeah. too. Uh, who's going to win this game? Baileyborough possibly might have just lost form a wee bit at the wrong time, like they were four points up at half time against Lavi and going going great, letting four goals in the second half. Like really they're gonna look at that and say, like, that's a collapse, really. Hmm. Like when you when you're four points up and it's promotions in your own hands at that stage, because the word coming through from at that stage from Killing Care would have been that it was a draw at half time. I had it six five at half time, but actually it was six six. Um so that's a collapse really to, to it was a twelve points swing I think Darren Jordan got a hat trick in the second half. Right. So um that that's a disappointing one for Bellyborough. But on all known form, there's probably not much between them them and Ballyhays. So Ballyhays, that's a good win at home against Cornerfane, who beat them last year in in the championship and the relegation playoffs. Um so not much in it. I'd probably give the nod to Bellyborough, but it'd be close. Yeah, I, I I think you're right. It's going to be very, very close. Uh, and the only reason I'd give the nod to Bally Hayes is maybe the victory at the weekend is easier to bring into the game than a defeat. Yeah, you know? oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that it, could tilt it. It might just be enough, but there, there'll be nothing between these, especially like Bailiborough, Brendan Argue, by all accounts, has regained his form, which he had completely lost last year. But a player that... that you know, was brilliant at underage, especially for St. Pat's McRory that year. He was a player that I was looking forward to seeing develop into a senior. Took a little bit of a wobble, but by all accounts is back up to top form. So him and Michael Argue playing at their best are very, very hard stopped along with, as you said, Reese Clark and, and others. So it's um, it, it, it's an attacking Bailey that you won't want to take on, you know? No, no, no. It's, it's it, To be honest with you, I'd like to see them winning and going up because... Uh, just for variety, Ballyhays have been in Division One for a good few years over over the last few years. Bailey, we haven't been up there in a while. Yeah, we're going next year. It'd be, from a neutral's point of view, it'd be great to see Killing Care and Bailey were up there. Yeah, yeah, 
probably would. Um, so they're they're playing that that promotion playoff. I think that's tonight. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but you can get onto the Cavan GA website if you want to just confirm that one. Um, at the bottom end, Swanland Bar relegated. They conceded the game at the weekend, and Arva will take on Drumlane. Um, in the in the relegation playoff, that's I think that's tonight as well. Um, Arva beaten. Cuhullins in in a in a very entertaining game by all accounts. Lots of goals going in there. So, who do you think will, will survive, Drumlane or Arva? Drumlane <sighs> didn't get a game at the weekend because Swanlinbar conceded to them. Right, um, Drumlane Drumlane have been pretty good in in defence actually all year. They haven't been conceding very much. Um, maybe that's because they they. They got a walk over there at the weekend. I hadn't realised that. That might have skewed that a wee bit, but um, the lowest concession in the, in the division two. Hmm. Uh, but you know, I think Arva are hitting their stride. I think they are hitting their stride. Like Arva are a lot better than their league position suggests. Like I, you know, if luck had gone the way Arva would still be in the senior championship, like they were unlucky to be relegated that mm. year, and then things went against them. Um, Last year they were they were kind of shocked by the bridge in the quarter final, but a lot of people had them down as favourites to win the intermediate championship last year. Um, probably ran out of steam after a good few years on the go, playing right through into finals and things like. Going right back to twenty thirteen, I think they lost the junior final against Kill. They were in a championship final nearly every year, yeah. and then they up the senior and they were in the relegation playoffs, which dragged on. And that year, I think they played uh, three of the previous year's semi-finalists and, and that year's winners or something like mad like That's that right. like that was a very very tough draw so anyway long way of going about it I think Arva Arva if they can just find their mojo um, they'll win that game it'll be it'll be they're just struggling up, up front at the minute Drumlane are as far as I know yeah right it, do you know like Arva from having gone at the, at the stage of promotions from 4 to 3 to 2 to 1 in, in the league and going from junior to intermediate to senior in the championship, it'd be a disappointment if they did back-to-back relegations in the league. You know, oh, the, I would be. It, it would be a know, terrible they, they, they wouldn't deserve that, I don't think. Um, but then Drumlane on the other end, they've an up-and-coming young team that for them to go back down would be a blow to their development. So... I don't want either team to lose this. I, I, mm. I think they should just <laughs> leave the two of them in. But I don't know. I, I think I, I, a big, big call is going to be. I know Kieran Brady was in holidays and didn't play for Arva at the weekend gone by. Um, I think he, he, if he's there, Arva on top of the players that 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 started last weekend, I think will be enough to be better than Drumlane on the day. But if he's not there. Drumlane could could edge this. Drumlane are not not a bad team. Like they're, again, they're probably better than their than their form would suggest. It's not like they scraped a junior and uh, are struggling at the higher level. I would have always seen them as a good intermediate team. They were had a bad year when they went down, um, but they bounced right back. As like they're a good team. They've they've been on the go a long time. A lot of those fellas, a lot of experience, a lot of leaders there um, throughout the team. So I, I don't think Drumlane are a bad team by any by any means. They're probably just a bit of a hangover from last year. Like. Mm, to be honest, maybe. and like that, they really partied after that championship. Like, and fair play to them, they hadn't won a championship in twenty years. They enjoyed that one over the winter, so probably a bit of a hangover. But I, I wouldn't put it past Drumlane, even if they were to lose this game, to get a few scalps in the intermediate championship. Yeah, yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, just finally on Division Three, because as you said, we're over on the uh, Patreon service, we're going to be um, previewing the championship or basically ranking our our junior teams. But Ballymacue returning up to Division 2 um, in top spot there. I suppose that was, the, that was the most entertaining... Well, I suppose they were very, very top, very competitive top end of that championship with Drumgoon, Kilishandra and Ballymacue all taking points off each other. Yeah, in, in Division 3. In Division 3, so... Yeah, so, so there was a gap there... Um, you really had those three leading teams. Like l- looking through it for the junior championship preview, you could see that there was a lot of those mid-table teams were beating the teams below them, losing to the teams above them, and that that was the case for for three or four of the teams in around there. Um, probably best of the rest in that division was maybe Templeport, Drung, 
Shanagales, they were the next tier of, t- of teams. Mm. And then you had sort of a good few mid-ranking teams and then you had a big gap down to Maher and to Korda and then a big gap down to Maher who were well off the pace. But those three top teams, again, three intermediate teams, you could see the mm. quality that they were bringing to Division 3. They were just a little bit above the rest. So Balamikyu get the automatic promotion spot. Kilishandra and Dragoon are playing this weekend. I think it's at the weekend. Oh, sorry, it's Wednesday night. It's tonight again um, for the, the final promotion spot. How do you see that one going? I can't call that. That's close. It's, it's very close. Um, surprised to see Kilishandra getting pipped um, because they were, they were playing very consistently early in, in the year. But it's a good standard Division 3 that. Like, with three, it's, it's unusual to have three intermediate teams in it. Yeah. Um, I, could, I couldn't call it. It's going to be a toss for coin, I think. Yeah, well, it's tonight in Emmett Park, um, which is Butler's Bridge, I think, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and referee's Mickey Lee. It's a quarter to eight. So um, I'd, 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 be, I'd be like you. I'd get it hard to call that now. Apparently, um, at the weekend, Drumgoon beat Kill. Kilishandra won their last game as well. So both are coming in with confidence. Um, you'd, you'd expect... I don't know. Connor Mina is playing very well at centre back for them. Maybe, maybe he might just be the difference. You know, in fairness to him, when when other county players are heading away, and this is a a little bugbear of mine. You know, not he he decided not to abandon his club. He he stayed with them for the league and for the for the important end of league game. So fair play to him, and it's uh, it it might just be enough. He might just be the difference in, in them getting over the line. Yeah, um, absolutely might be. Like, there won't be much in that one either. No, no. Um, so that brings us to the end of the McAvoy Supervisor GEA podcast. Don't forget to head over to patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin if you want to hear the uh, junior clubs ranked and debated by myself and Paul Fitzpatrick. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Calvin, nice was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe and it's over the lap and Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh yes! And over the bar, Finland Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Kevin! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah! <laughs>